There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve and tonight we'll be discussing episode 9 of Night Flyers. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's how I can describe it. Blah, blah. Oh? Yeah. It, uh, okay, so I we're gonna get into ratings, but I wanna just say right now, obviously I was wrong <laughs> because what we seen in the very first episode pops up in this episode. Right. Was not expecting that at all. No. It was something like my head just <laughs> <laughs> Well, you kind of had to figure it was coming pretty quickly with what happened in the previous episode with Yeah, that's true. Tessia and the baby, you just had to figure that it was wasn't going to take long for something to snap in Rowan. So weird. All right, let's jump into ep- ratings before we jump into episode 9. All right, episode 9 brought in a 0.06 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.274 million viewers making it the 125th rated cable show for the day. So everybody had to binge it after about episode 7. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Episode 9 was entitled Icarus, which I thought was pretty fitting. Yeah. So Brandon pushes ahead with his plan, Rowan processes his grief, and Agatha finds a way to help. Okay, really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Rewind, rewind, rewind. But that... That little synopsis? No. No. (laughs) One of sci-fi's finest, to say the least. Oh my gosh. So yes, Rowan is mourning the loss of his daughter, Skye, and Tessia. Yeah. And he goes and he buries, what was it, the bassinet, right? Yeah, that he had Or cradle. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's swarmed by bees. And he's like, oh, hello, darling. And I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. Is he actually seeing the bees? Is what I was wondering. Right. Yeah. I believe he was seeing the bees. Okay. And that maybe they were somehow attracted because of like Tessia's scent or something. Like, I don't know how bees. Work oh, yeah. Exactly. They're, yeah. They're very, I believe they're very scent oriented. So, yeah, they probably had uh, picked up her scent on him. Okay. And then, basically, Rowan goes downhill from here. Oh, absolutely he does. Because as he's leaving the biosphere, which was the greenhouse biosphere, he grabs the axe that we've seen him have in the very first episode, in the opening scenes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's all going down now. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as I saw the axe, and I go, "Uh uh-oh, here it comes. Mm Mm-hmm. And... We have Mel, who's trying to come to terms with everything, too, because she wants to know what the heck Eris is. Yeah. She's, you know, I seen you. You shouldn't have survived. 
what the hell? Right. And he didn't want to tell her. It's so weird because I'm wondering, I'm like, does he even know? And obviously what we see later, yeah, he does know. Yeah. But it's like, what the heck is happening? And we're getting closer to the Volcron ship. So we have all of those like psychic waves kind of messing with everybody. Right. And talk about messing with somebody. You have Lomi, but not Lomi. Yeah. <laughs> who summons Augie. And of course, you know, he's like, what the hell? Okay. What can I do for you in your weird little nest of wires? Right. And she manages to start talking to him to say that it's not Lomi. Right. And he fills in the pieces that it's Cynthia. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, my mind's not all here. It's fragmented. And he's like, I will find everything in the crystal matrix for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You go, oh, no. Augie, you were in love with this woman or infatuated. I think it's more infatuation. I don't know if she felt the same. I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't think so either. I think he was her lap dog. <laughs> Just something to play with and get him to do things that she didn't want to do. Right. And, okay, if you were in love with this woman, this is not the same woman. No. Why are you not seeing that? That was just irritating me that he couldn't see past what he wanted. Right. Yeah. And that's infatuation, all right. Yeah. Because the only thing she wants is the Nightflyer not to reach the Vulcran. Right. And it's still, what does she know? Yeah, if anything. Is it her just pitching a fit? That she doesn't want this completed, or what? I don't know if we're ever going to find that out. Probably not. Because by the end of this episode, we didn't. No. And that only leaves one more, so. Right. Ah, well, let's go back to Crazy Rowan for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Matheson is having a hard time with, with all of the, I forget what they called it. The Zeke waves. Zeke, thank you. Like, hitting her and messing with her. And she goes to her cabin, she's going to lay down, and Rowan's in there, in the dark. Creepily eating honeycomb. Right. And I don't eat the cereal. No. <laughs> and he's just stripping honey anywhere. Like, could he be creepier? No, there's no way he could have been any creepier. You got to give this guy thumbs up for the acting. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't know how amazing. he did that. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting there, like, looking at the pictures, dripping honey everywhere. And then he's like, oh, Tessia wanted you to have this. As he's been gnawing on this honeycomb, yeah. he like hands it to or tries to hand it to Agatha. And she's like, no, thanks. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he's like, no, have it. I'm like, oh, my God. Seriously, just like his eyes getting just slightly bigger. Right. And like his tone of voice. He freaked me the hell out. Yeah, it was very Jack Nicholson-ish. Yes, I'm like, hats <laughs> off to this actor because yeah. I was creeped out. Yeah, no I'm like, doubt. Girl. I'm talking to the screen, girl, you better move. Yeah. Lock his ass in there or something. <laughs> I don't generally do that, but yeah, he had it just perfect. Yeah. And he just seemed like he was going insane from the grief. I don't know. I think it's... It was even worse. Like, he was stuck in his head and just living through that moment on a loop. Right. Which we do end up finding out what happened. Right. But it's like, was it the Vulcran? Was it because of this weird 
feedback that we find out with Matheson? Or was it something else completely? Right. There's no explanation. There's no clue as to which one it actually is. I mean, could it be Cynthia playing games with his head? Yeah, he's just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) Yeah, for somebody who was always the most level-headed and calm person, he just completely did a 360 and just... Now, when Agatha does touch the honeycomb, which I'm just like, ew, whatever, spit in his mouth. She does get, like, visions of bees, Tessia, and then something else, which I didn't catch. Yeah, I'm not sure what that was either. If it was just, like, kind of a flash of Rowan's kind of craziness at that moment. Right. She's like, no, no, I'm good. And he walks up, and this is where it gets weird, too. And he's like, okay. And he's, like, rubbing honey on the walls. Right. I didn't understand that, unless it was just supposed to be he's, like, out there. Because... Anytime you see him, then he's like rubbing honey on walls. Right. I So weird. Yeah, it was. And the only thing I could think of was maybe he was trying to mark the walls. So if the bees happen to get out of the biosphere, that that's where they would go. Oh, okay. Because that was a pretty good swarm of them when we first saw them. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe he's thinking that maybe he can get the bees to attack Agatha and everybody else. (laughs) And then we go to somebody else who I think is losing it. Yeah. It's a Brannon. Because he goes to ask Thayel to help attempt to contact the Vulcan. So, Thayel's pretty laid back, even though all this crap is happening. He's like, yeah, that's why we're out here, right? I don't have much of a choice. No. So, Mel helps to Brandon since everybody else is like apparently lost on the ship. Right. And it's like they strap him in and they give him a shot and in comes creepy ass Rowan. Right. <laughs> you go, oh no, this could go wrong so many ways. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I just want to wish you luck. I'm like, dude, back up. <laughs> and he Keep tries to shake on. his hand though. Right. And like, Thales looking at him kind of side-eyed, and this is what I thought was weird. I'm like, you know what's going on in his head. Right. And he, he's like, yeah, mate, I'm strapped in. I can't really do anything. Yeah. And when he goes to leave, he says, you don't want to know what's going on in his head. And I, I've got to think at this moment that Rowan isn't thinking about what does happen. Because Thales would have seen that, and knowing what we know... Right. That Rowan goes after Agatha, that Thale would have stopped. Right. Or at least told to Brannon. So, what the heck? Like, I want to know what the hell Thale's seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it just the weird, crazy, you know, looped moment with the bees and right. you know, the baby and everything? It's like, ugh. Yeah. But he instead ends up connecting to the Vulcran and apparently has a crazy intense experience where his heart rate got super high. Brandon kept pushing him. Right. And Mel's like, you have to stop. And she tries to stop it and ends up basically shocking herself with whatever crazy wave ends up hitting her from Thale. Right. And Brandon's just like, huh? Oh, I was just getting so angry watching it with him. Right. Yeah. He is obsessed. Yes. He went from a, what I'm assuming is a level-headed scientist to over-the-top obsessed. Oh, absolutely he is. Yeah, you got everybody, the only level-headed person on this ship right now is Mel. 
And she's dealing with some shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> that could drive her crazy. And Mel wakes up and she's pissed because to Brandon's finally like, oh, yeah, 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 his heart rate. Yeah, let me stop this. And Thale has like no heart rate all of a sudden. Right. And he's just staring at him because to Brandon's like, oh, I guess I let it go too long. I wanted to punch him in the face. I yeah. wanted Mel to get up and punch him in the face. Something. <laughs> yeah. But finally, Thale recovers. Like he just, it took a minute right. for him to reset. Too much to process. Yes. Because he says it, it was the most beautiful music that you don't hear. Right. Which is weird. Yeah. But he says then it's a single being, death and rebirth and a thousand worlds, and it's waiting for them. That sounds horrifying. Oh, absolutely. You've got this creature in space that's by itself that has been around forever and it can't wait to get humans on board? Yeah, not a good thing. Not so, a good thing. <laughs> is that not a ship then? It's actually a being? I'm thinking so. Oh, geez. And talk about another weird phenomena. <laughs> yeah, it just, keeps, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Matheson, who is at least right now safe in her quarters, had laid down. All of a sudden, she's like astral projecting. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Now, and, I know psychics can do a lot of things, but <laughs> I didn't know that they could ever do that. Apparently, she can. So when she does it, she reaches out to Thale, and she's like, you can do this too. And she tells him how. And she's like, oh, we're becoming something new. Right. All right, this isn't good. No. <laughs> and, you know, with both of them on the ship, the visions are too much, and we can't be near each other. And she... Does she hug him in this moment? Yes. Because that was the only way she could. Right. And I'm like, this isn't going to be good. No. You just knew that. Okay, I don't know why I said it weird. You just knew that her doing this and coming to him and then in the next scene going to DeBrannon and telling him that she loves him and she kisses him and, you know, all while projecting. Right. And saying, just remember this moment. I'm like, what? what is happening? Right. What is she Why? planning? Why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is seeming too much like she's planning on doing something. Yes. Saying goodbye to Thale and to Brannon. Yeah. And again, going back to what we've seen originally, which we do see here, that she had like killed herself. I'm like, is this the Vulcan that's doing this or is it something else? Right. I was questioning that. So. Before we jump into that whole craziness, let's talk about not Lomi. Yeah. Because Augie is, you know, all right there with Cynthia. Cynthia, Lomi, whatever. And she's like, you need to sabotage the terraforming dome. Right. Because that was Eris's favorite. Why are you worried about what his favorite is if you're trying to get away from the Vulcran? Because she just wants everything to stop, but... You have DeBrannon and Eris, who both are like, no, we need to keep going. And it was just annoying. Right. And so Augie does it. Yeah. That's your terraforming. Isn't that something you're supposed to use? Yeah. It's a two-year trip back home. Come on, guys. <laughs> There's trees and stuff in there that are scrubbing the air for you. And right. 
This sounds like a really bad idea. Yes, horribly bad idea. And Augie is just blinded by his obsession. Yes, but he does it. Yeah. And he doesn't say anything as we see like on the bridge, like all these you know, warnings come up until Mel sees it when she, after she was done basically bitching at to Brandon and Eris, like we had protocols. The hell is wrong with you guys? Right. And then she's like, what's going on? And Augie's just sitting there looking at it like, oh, I didn't notice this red flashing light that said warning. <laughs> Are you blind, man? Right. <laughs> She should have immediately just slapped him upside the head and had the guards freaking arrest him right then and there. Right. But she doesn't. No. And boom goes the dome. Because I don't get why Cynthia was also thinking that that was going to stop you know, everything. And we had a lot of crap happen up to this point, and it yeah. hasn't stopped the mission. So Right. <laughs> somebody needs to help me with her thought process. Yeah, well, I think she's got a grand plan. We just don't know it yet. Mm, okay, and let's go back to Crazy Rowan. Yeah. Matheson had ended up getting in an elevator because of the dome exploding. They're like, everybody back to your quarters. And he's just like hanging out in the elevator, creepily hiding in the corner. Yeah. And it's like, what floor? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Don't go anywhere with him. Like, hit a button and run out. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Get off that elevator as soon as possible. Yeah. And again, touching all the walls with your weird, like, sticky hands. You're like a toddler. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets off the elevator first. And Matheson, I don't know why she didn't just reverse course and be like, I need to go somewhere else. Right. Anywhere else. Because she's like, she should have went to Brandon's cabin right because she's like creeping around looking and you know we don't see him and there he is hiding in a doorway with the axe yeah and next thing you know the ship loses gravity it's like oh god yeah this is so bad and this is when we see from previously matheson grabbing the recording device to try to say don't come for us just basically save yourselves right And Rowan is just whistling, trying to find her, and she hides underneath, like, a table, which I always find that funny Mm -hmm. in horror movies, when you're hiding under a table that's not closed in. Right. And all she did was move, like, a cart that had some alcohol on it. It's like, (laughs) really? Do you think the alcohol and gauze pads are going to hide you? Right. And this is when we see... back was completely open to... Right. But this is when we see a bee all of a sudden. Right. I'm like, what is going on with the damn bees? Are we actually seeing them? Yeah. I was still, like, not sure. I'm like, this is some weird shit happening. That's all right. I can think. Yeah, no, I think one, of, one or two probably hitched a ride with Rowan when he left the Terra Dome. Okay. And so he leaves. And so she gets out from under her little hidey hole. To send off the message, and what does she do? She drops the lid. God dang it. Yeah. Seriously. So she's like, oh, maybe he didn't hear. Yeah, you got a nutter. Yeah, I know. You can ask. Pretty <laughs> sure he knows where you are. Yeah. So obviously we know what happens. We've seen it. The right. fight ensues. She sends off the message. And then as she's dying, you hear her voice talking to Thale. Right. And she's like, you're free now. You're okay. And he's not okay. No. 
because he feels what happened. Right. And all you see is Rowan's feet like over her because he did not axe her. Right. I really thought he was going to like just chop her into a bunch of little bits. pieces. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he would have if she wouldn't have taken her own life. And then we don't know what happens because he walks away. Right. But we see later that the Brannon, does he hear her first too? That, I think so. That she sacrificed herself for the good of the ship right. and now, and to save you. And he's like not having that because he doesn't know what's going on exactly. Right. So he's going to find her. And Rowan, who is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, ends up on the bridge. And what do we see? With all the crisis happening, all of a sudden he swings an axe and like nobody did anything. No, they all stood there in shock. I mean, right. Because he chops off Eris's hand. Now, I do have to say before that we do see the one woman who had wanted to have all the adrenaline rush. Right. Like walking down the hall and he just swings and takes her out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, all right. So he really is just losing it. And when he does that to Eris, Eris automatically hides his arm because he doesn't want anybody to know. Right. And you would think at this point, like, somebody would move and do something. Yeah. Nothing happened. Nothing. No. <laughs> Everyone's just like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like somebody would have, like, tried to tackle him. Right. Yeah. Two or three of them gang up on him. Save the captain. Oh, hell no. It's every man for himself. Right. We got and the terror. Oh, Dumb, God. gone, and... <laughs> yeah, and he's just, like, going crazy, hacking at Captain Aaron. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't run away. No, they just stood there and watched. Yeah, and then suddenly, Mel is there. No, I don't remember her not being on the, the bridge, but she wasn't there. She comes in with the guards. Right. Who have guns, and again, I feel like somebody should have been on the bridge, but whatever. And, you know, she's freaking out and crying as she sees Eris's body and you see blood and wires and glowing gizmos. Yeah. And they're taking Rowan away. And he's like, no, I'm not the problem. Dude, yeah. you're the one with the axe. Right. You killed a couple people. I think you are the problem. Right. You went full shining on us. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, guess what? The Vulcron has decided to meet them halfway. Right. All this chaos, and I'm thinking, oh, God, is that what brought them? Right. I don't know. We don't really get any info on that. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think absolutely, because all that chaos had to had to affect Thale, especially Agatha killing herself. Mm -hmm. And that goes out into the cosmos, and that said told the Vulcran, hey, we got to do something here before this completely goes south and we won't have all our lunch. Uh, yeah, I think we're pretty much like well south of anything yeah. at this point. <laughs> this went pear-shaped pretty fast. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you guys think about this episode and how crazy it was? Like I said, I was way wrong in the beginning thinking this was going to be the end scene. Right. We got a whole nother episode oh, of crazy yes, coming. <laughs> so shoot us your thoughts at sci-fi talk. That's S-Y-F-Y talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know. You can go to www.fangirlzone.com. Go to the contacts page. Contact us. There's several ways on there. Let us know your thoughts. 
And while you're at it, if you can please rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this craziness that is Night Flyers, and I know you want them to watch it if they haven't watched it yet. Ooh, but for this roller coaster of an episode, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. All of it, death, rebirth, a thousand worlds. And until next time.